Good morning, Saturday. How y'all doing? Welcome to Good Vibes with Jason P. A Broad Minds and More podcast. Today we're going to talk about uh, therapy, um, ways to get therapy. It's all part of um, an idea I have about mental awareness, um, trying to help people through these tough times that we're going through um, in the world. Uh, a lot of people are struggling through uh, life right now, physically, mentally, and spiritually. And I'm going to give you my take on therapy. Um, yesterday was my last session with a doctor that I highly respect. His name's Dr. Carey. Um, he was working out of Tracy, California. He's a, a psychotherapist. Is that what they call it? Psychiatric therapist, psychiatric analysis. I don't know. But anyway, he's been a great influence on my life for the last year and a half. Um, I'm sad that he is closing his practice. He's closing his practice to move on to bigger and better pastures in his life. He's going to retire for right now and just take a break. And I totally respect him for it. And uh, I totally understand because, uh, you know, he just lost his mom, you know, and she lived a long life and I wish him prosperity and peace on her journey. So we're going to talk about that and talk about the effects of therapy, how to get therapy, where, what you should be doing with therapy and how to understand the process of taking therapy. So we're going to work on um, our uh, self-awareness, self-desire, um, self-improvement. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Now, about a year and a half ago, I was uh, I was really going through some really, really bad issues. Um the most important to me at the time was uh, me fighting with my girlfriend. We were we were living together. We had just had our one-year-old. You know, she was born October 30th, but we were fighting even before then. And I had so many problems. I didn't even know where to begin. And enough, of, I just, I got fed up, you know, enough is enough. And I got to do something or I'm going to be keep going and suffering from the same habits, the same circles, the same cycles. Nothing was going to change. I had a bad relationship with my mom. I had a bad relationship with my brother and sister. I didn't talk highly of them. I had so many different things. Um, for years, I had dating and relationship issues. I never, uh, I, I just wasn't finishing and fulfilling my greatest, um, journey in life. And in order to go on to the greatest things in your life, you really do got to hammer down on your, your mental awareness, your mental toughness, sharpness, you know, just your whole makeup of your mind. And what made me want to come up with this self-development therapy ish um, episode was I was talking to Maria Humphreys from Strong Body, Strong Soul. And we were talking, we've chatted a little bit. She's done uh, segments on teen suicide. Um, she is a meditation teacher, like she states. So if you are looking for Maria Humphreys, go on over to Strong Body, Strong Soul. You can find her on Apple iTunes podcast. You can find her on Google Play. You can pretty much find her on almost any platform. She is transferring a lot of her, I guess you could say, podcasting or activities to YouTube. So she's on uh, also on Instagram. So she's making videos. But we're talking about, you know, teen suicide. We're talking about um, why people go to therapy and so on. And that's what really motivated uh, 
it really resonated with me to develop this episode. And after me and Dr. Carrie wrapped up our therapy sessions, I mean, it, it was a shock when he told me the previous week, I'm, I'm wrapping up my practice, you know, and it, it did seem like he, I even saw him rip his uh, little sticker sign on his door off yesterday. So I definitely could tell something was up and that he was done with the practice. So yesterday was his last day of therapy with his regular private practice patients. And so anyway, getting back to the story. So, I mean, I, I, I knew something was wrong with me. I, I knew something for a very long time, ever since I was probably 10, eight years old. You know, I had a bigger issue of how to handle a personal relationship with my mother, uh, my father. My parents separated and divorced when I, I think I was seven years old when they separated. And I think it wasn't until like I was eight when they actually, the divorce went went through. But my mom raising three kids, it wasn't easy. I mean, there were times where my, the only thing I could really remember mostly about my childhood was there, there was a lot of screaming, a lot of manipulation, a lot of resentment towards men. And it created identity issues with me. And, and it also created issues of my own self-worth. Like, you know, because what I was going through all these years was a result of lack of love, lack of healthy encouragement. And, you know, at that time, people weren't taking responsibility of being parents. It was like to a point, you know, a lot of men ran off and didn't want to be parents to their children. That's just simple as that. And then women developed a lot of resentment and anger. Uh, and they developed issues in their kids and a lot of kids and a lot of people now in my generation, I'm, in my, I'm 46. A lot of people are still suffering to this day for results made back in those days you know in the 70s and 80s were brutal times and women were not respected they did not have encouraged to have independence it was harder for them to get jobs uh, equal pay you know a lot of things that we're seeing now with the me too movement and um equal rights um women being treated fairly in the workplace i mean a lot of these things my mom was going through you know and my mom had no relief and it wasn't any help from my father but we're not going to really go into all those things because I'm just kind of giving you a breakdown of, you know, where it came from. So I was, ha I was having a fight with my girlfriend, you know, and there was trust issues. She could, I lied to her about something pretty major and I, you know, I'm accountable for that. And we tried to work it out. We tried and it was April of last year when we split up, you know, she asked me to move out. She was depressed. We were living in one house. It was divided all the time. There was attitude. There was fights. It was like a reoccurrence of what I was going through as a kid. You know, my mom and dad constantly fighting. Until I realized I had to move back in with my mom for a while. And that wasn't such a good idea either. And it just escalated. You know, and I couldn't focus on my career, couldn't get things going the right way. So, you know, with the company that I was working with at the time, I got health insurance and I decided to take advantage. I started asking questions. And instead of going to like the San Joaquin County Mental Health um, here in Stockton, California, I decided, well, I'm going to call my insurance provider and I'm going to get a list of therapists. So they gave me a long list. 
And for some reason, I decided to pick a therapist, Dr. Carey, in Tracy, California, because I didn't want to be seen and stalked. And if anyone knew me going in or out of a therapy office, I mean, let's let's face it, people. I mean, going to therapy is, is really a courageous thing. So at first, I started talking about all my problems and I started blaming everyone and just started venting everything I could, all this angst, all this bad feelings. And Dr. Carey, you know, he listened to it. And then not, not only that, I was dealing with my PTSD. I mean, I guess I was in the Navy. I was in service. So I, I do suffer from some mental conditions at times. But um, I just put my foot down. I said, I want to better my life. And it's going to have to come from me. I just was smart enough to know and to understand that I needed to go to a therapist. And the hard part for me was finding that right therapist. Now I've been to, I've interviewed different therapists and I didn't feel not one of them, which is going to actually lead into one of the issues later on that I'm going to talk about. So I started seeing Dr. Carey for the first few months and it took me a little while to kind of feel him out. And a part of that feeling is when you go to therapy, you want to feel like you're kind of validated that someone is on your side or someone is going to hear you out and not just shut you out because that's a lot of times people's problems nowadays is who we voice our stuff to and where we voice our stuff to can be problematic because a lot of people don't have the skills of listening and understanding the concepts regardless of what has happened somebody's in pain and i was very much in pain and i'm still dealing with some issues but I'm going to find another therapist and continue my self-development. You know, uh, I deal with high stress issues. I deal with legal issues all the time for my occupation or my job. You know, so one of the things in my, my particular profession is you do have to be mentally alert. You do have to be mentally sharp. You do have to be curious and observative. So in the long run, I had to take courage in myself and say, okay, if I'm going to break up with my girlfriend, I'm going to do something about this. You know, if, if it's going to end between us, I don't want to crumble. I don't want to fall apart. I don't want to end up in a mental institution. I don't want to do anything bad to myself, you know, because it was getting to that point. It was, I, I was feeling who understands me. Where is the help? Where is the, the relief? You know what I mean? Like, and I had been like in my personal life, I mean, yeah, I'm sharing a lot and this, I, I don't really want to share this, but I was in and out of relationships and bad ones, like toxic people. And then I was toxic myself. I didn't know how to take care of a relationship, nor did I have to, you know, I promised a lot. I showed promise. I mean, I have a promising legal career. I seem like I have my shit together, but in the reality, I had it on paper, so to speak, somewhat, you know, all put together. But the reality of it all was, is I was crumbling inside. I was shattered and destroyed and I needed a light out. So um, I had read many different self-help books. I've talked to many and listened to many self-help gurus, how to get mentally aware, how to get, you know, not have all these problems so on and so forth. So um, we started this journey and it took about a year and a half almost. And 
you know, I was, a matter of fact, I was seeing a therapist while I was still with living with my girlfriend until we broke up, you know, and I was complaining how bad of a person she was, but I wasn't looking at myself. So that's kind of like the background story of it all. And, um, I'm going to take a little bit of a break and we're going to go on to the next segment and talk about, you know, what is the purpose of therapy? Okay. So, um, maybe it might help you all out. So I'll be right back. So we're back again. So anyhow, we, you know, me and Dr. Carey, we, I started noticing as I was venting, he was asking me questions. He wasn't really directing me per se to give, come up with direct answers, but he was definitely, he was being empathetic and understanding. And what he would do is he'd ask me questions to think about. And it happens a lot like that in therapy. So let's give the breakdown of what therapy really is and how it helps, you know. So I'm going to Google psychology. You know, and what it means or what's the definition of it. Okay, so here's here's according to Google's uh, resource. It says therapy psychology today. So there's a lot of different resources for it. Um, let's see. What is psychological therapy? Okay, here we go. So psychological therapy is a general term for treating mental health problems by talking with a psychiatrist or psychologist or other mental health provider during a psychotherapy. You learn about your condition and your moods, feelings, thoughts, and behaviors. So that's kind of like a good thing to know. And they, it also breaks down. There are several different, uh, there are several different types of therapy. There's psychoanalysis and um, psychodynamic therapies. There's behavioral therapy, cognitive therapy, humanistic therapy, and integrative and holistic therapy. So there's all these different therapies that you can take for your self-development and healing. And one of the things I, you know, I didn't want to get on medication. I did not want, I, I tried medication with another therapist. They had me on this drug called Lexapro. All it did was it made me fucking tired and just blank. And I didn't like that feeling. So I stopped right away. Now I'm not discouraging. If you're there, if your doctor is prescribing you a medication to help keep you under control, that's where you need to work with him and discover why, you know, I've, I have friends who've had uh, schizophrenia and bipolar disease and they have to take medication. There's a chemical imbalance or there's something wrong with their brain where it just normal functions don't work well. So if you are one of those people, I, you know, keep seeing your doctor, but we're going to go into more of the processes of what all this deals with and what I've gone through personally. So here's, I'll give you a breakdown of what you don't do with a therapist and how you can avoid on stop, stopping the, you know, when people say, oh, therapist didn't do shit for me. First of all, Let me point that out on that statement. When someone says, you know, therapy didn't do shit for me. Listen, 
to those exact words over and over. Therapy did not do shit for me. So therapy is really about the work you're going to put into, not the other person. The doctor is not like the guru to give you all the answers to your problems. He's there with you on this journey to discover the answers for better health, mental health. And if you're one of those people who's been plagued by abuse and all that, therapy is an excellent, you know, psychotherapy is an excellent source. It doesn't mean you're crazy, you know, and that, that was one of my worries. You know, I'm Mexican. We don't, I, we don't talk about going to therapy. That's like a sign of weakness. So for us, it's kind of like, that's a big struggle and you don't tell people about that, but I'm also half Irish and you know, I know myself, I know I get mad and I take my anger out on places and I sometimes can lose my cool and not make the better decisions. And my primary motivation for therapy was to change my ways and I want to be a better man, tired of the same results, tired of the failed relationships. You know, I didn't want to go through another child hating me and not whatever talking to me. So I had my reasons, you know, so, um, getting back to therapy. So what you're doing in therapy is you're going to discuss exactly your current and your present tense. What's got you wound up? What's got you unsettled? What's got you staying up late at night, eating horrible, not exercising, you know, all those things, they all inter intertwine and relate to another. If you eat like crap, you're going to feel like crap. And if you're going to feel like crap, you're going to act like crap. You're going to make crappy decisions. You're not going to, you're not going to be used to anyone, let alone yourself, your job, your family, your friends. You know, there's people in my family that all they do is complain that every conversation is begun with the complaint and no joy in sight. So, um, getting back to the whole matter of hand is when you go and see a therapist, understand this very quick and clearly. He is not there to solve your problems. He's to assist you. And most of the work that you do in therapy is actually not even in the office. It's in your regular life. So you can go open and pour out your guts, but you got to be receptive. You got to be willing to learn and understand and accept the accountability of what you've done, regardless of whatever has happened to your life, but what you've done and how you apply yourself to the situation. I remember not too long ago, I was listening to a fellow podcast and they were telling me that they were going through an abusive relationship, abusive marriage, and they used to blame themselves, you know, for another person's actions. But that wasn't the truth. The only thing that they were to blame on themselves was the choice of staying and being there. And that's where the importance of forgiveness comes into play. I think I was talking to Dr. Kerry about that yesterday. I was saying that forgiveness has been a big part of my development. Let go of the the tons of emotional weight and drama on your shoulders and on your mind. So that's what took me a year and a half to really discover and so that I can make the healthy, correct choices for all parts of my life. 
So we would go through our sessions. We would talk about things. We would discover, you know, what the real issue was and where I can fix things. And that was very important to fix things. You know what I'm saying? So we went on this journey to discover and little by little, not a lot, but little by little, my conscience, my mind started lifting. I started smiling more. I never used to smile with my teeth open. It's always a shame to my teeth. But little by little, I started to enjoy things. And I remember things that my sister used to tell me. She's all, Jason, you used you know, before you met your girlfriends or whatever, it happens every time. Before you met your girl, you were like the life of the party. You were always joyful. You had lots of friends. You had people that dug you and you were into life. And then when you get into relationships, it all breaks down. Why? So I'd remember that. And we went on, you know. So anyhow, long story made short, me and Dr. Carey made progress little by little. I started journaling. I started working out. I started eating healthier. I started con consuming less of the sodas and the bad habits, um, the mental practices, the reactions, the fights, the fighting was the biggest part of my life that was like the biggest dysfunction. And as I started correcting my life, I started noticing the toxicities around my life. Now, no one ever wants to admit that they're toxic. And no one wants to admit that they come from a toxic family. They want to blame their family for their whatever their bullshit is. But to tell you the truth, when you're a part of a toxic family, you have to take accountability for yourself first before you even point a finger at anyone else. And the reasons how and the purposes of how it became toxic. So, you know, even before I started going to therapy, my girlfriend would tell me, you know, Jason, something's not right. You need to be happy. I'm not going to be with you if you keep being like this. These are warning signs. And having another child at 46 or 40, well, I was 45 at the time when she was born. You know, I have a one-year-old, 11-year-old, and 22. And I have not much contact with my 22-year-old. You know, we, we don't have much of a relationship at this time. Hopefully, it'll improve. So anyway, um, it all built up self-awareness what was going on my girlfriend was identifying the toxic behaviors is like go get help do something about it i care about you for the first time someone actually spoke up loud enough to get through and it it was like one pebble started moving a bigger pebble and then that bigger pebble started moving other bigger pebbles and bigger pebbles became into rocks and rocks became into boulders emotional boulders so it led the way for me to go to therapy and i told the doctor this is my objective i do not want to act like the way that i'm acting anymore i want to fix the imperfections that that have been plaguing me for 30 years i was taking accountability for myself so dr Carey said we can do that and one of the things he said is like i'm glad you're stating your purpose that's very good. So he was always positive. He's always talking about me, talking to me, not in an over like motivator, motivator kind of a way, but like, look, hey, Jason, it's okay, man. You're safe. 
whatever you say is here is safe and it's not going to go anywhere else. And that's one of the beautiful things about having a therapist. They don't release information about you unless there's a legal matter that requires it. So it's called patient um, therapist privilege, just like a attorney client privilege, the same thing. You can't release any information unless there has to be a legal reason why. So, you know, over time I just discovered my happiness. I started letting go of the things that were holding me down. It was, it's just like on and on and on and on and on. Right. And I started reacting differently to situations of how I'd be, you know, I'm the kind of individual guy. I'm Mexican, Irish, you step to me, you can call me any name you want. That was my philosophy. But you start messing with my family or messing with my personal career or my money, you better damn well see that I am going to step to you and I will get in your face and I will fight. And I knew that was wrong. I knew that behavior was dangerous. It could get me hurt, killed, put in prison, or even worse. You know... So I started learning how to put the fight down and learning how to adjudicate myself. Basically, put myself in check and think about my reactions before they, they escalate into something else. And so and through our therapy, we went on this journey and we discovered together. And it came from me and it, it, it really did come from a lot of my work outside of therapy sessions, it was only one hour and sometimes I was late and I only got a half hour, but I made sure I made it very important that I had to go to therapy. I did not miss unless work called for it and I, and I couldn't get out of it, but it's okay. Sometimes you miss sessions. It's okay. And I didn't very miss very many, many, I can tell you that much. Not on purpose, maybe maybe two or three at the most. But I made a statement and an agreement with myself. I was going to go. I was going to make the best of myself. I'm going to better myself. I'm going to be a better man when I get done with this. And I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm going to dedicate myself to however much it takes to fix the dysfunction in me to make me a productive person in society. And I, my goal was to be an excellent attorney, to be an awesome attorney, to be helpful to my community, to be helpful in my, my family, to raise my daughters, to be better than I've ever been. And never to use that hurt and anger that I had gone through as a child, you know, from my parents. You know, my mom hated men. One of the notorious things that my mom used to instill, she hasn't called me it in a while, but it's one word that gets under my skin from her and she'd call me an asshole. I used to claim like it was a good thing. Like, you know how sometimes you hear women saying, bitch, you know, I'm proud to be a bitch, you know, it's like whatever. But I learned with therapy that wasn't the correct way of taking good action to my choices. So I stopped doing certain things. I stopped saying certain things like the word I should. I hold myself accountable. If there's something I should be doing, it's either done or not done. And don't beat myself up over it. If I change my mind and change my position, it's okay. I'm the one that's got to live with my choices. No one else. 
And that was one of the things I discovered in therapy. So in the long run, you know, I'm very intuitive. I am intelligent. And sometimes I would try to use my smart talk to make me less like a victim, but I was looking like a victim. And Dr. Carey helped me discover that, that whole theory of, you know, when you're a victim and you don't have hope, no matter what you're trying to explain or, or give a reason why things are the way they are, why you choose to be the way you choose and why you fight the way that you fight doesn't matter. All that matters is, is that you cannot live that way. So it was very important for me to have clarity and to live in. And the other thing is I used to bullshit galore. I'd hide people up, fluff people. I didn't want to live that way anymore. I have a beautiful girlfriend. I have a beautiful, I have three beautiful, amazing daughters. And they're one of the reasons why I wanted to change. And so I started learning how to listen to my partner. I started learning how to listen to people. If someone's saying something reactive, take a minute to think about it. If it's not true, don't say anything. Let them think what they want. So that was one of the other ideas that Dr. Carey had me work on, you know, and it was work. It was out. I mean, when you're journaling every day and learning from not to write negative, but to writing progressive and positive things, it is a challenge, especially when you're going through the thick of it sometimes. But little by little, there were things that aggravated me less. And even here, being as a podcaster, I learned how to listen to my own voice. That's what therapy teaches you also. But you got to be willing to put in the work. Yes, there is a bit of connection because you are explaining your personal thoughts. you got to feel comfortable not only with yourself, but who you're talking to. I had a friend, a female friend, beautiful, you know, and... All they could tell me was therapy doesn't work for me. It's a waste of my time. I've tried so many times. I keep meeting these same guys. My kids are, are in trouble. Long story made short, it was like an identity that I was saying myself. And they say that that whole thing of like, show me the top five people around you and I will show you who you are. So I was attracting people, conversating with people with the same kind of problems. And I wasn't seeing my way out. And same with my family. I wasn't getting any farther. I wasn't a loving son or brother. I was talking mad shit. So therapy was a process. And you've got to treat it as that. And the work that you put in is the work and results you're going to get out. The practices you put in is the perfection of who you're going to be. And that's with your flaws. I think it was, was it Aristotle that says, uh, joy in the work equals perfection in the job, something like that. And it was true. I was beginning to enjoy my life, enjoy my therapy, enjoy the discussions, enjoy so much more and releasing the pain, the anger, the frustrations, the injustices. So as we went down this journey, 
It made a difference. Totally made a difference. And Dr. Kerry gave me some exercises and I conducted myself in some of those exercises. Not all of them, but some. And with all of that, I started being able to listen even here on podcasts. And it, it actually inspired me to want to be a life coach. And that is one of the purposes on this station is, is that I like life coaching. It's not, I don't want to give just advice, but I want to give examples of maybe what I've been through. Maybe you've been through, maybe you're going through, maybe you need, you know, not so much a motivator, but someone who understands what it's been like. So long story made short. It was one of the things of how, when I say things to other people on their stations, I try to give them food for thought and not so much, well, you should be doing this. One of the things I commonly say to a lot of my friends is, did you think about this one? Maybe this option, offer them opportunity doc. And that's what therapy is doing. You got to look at it and take it as it's an opportunity to correct the wrongs. So if you go and blame a therapist while you're all fucked up, then you need to point that finger or that gun right back at you because you're the one that is putting yourself there. If you're not feeling comfortable with the therapist, that's okay. Find another one. Be, be willing to do the work. Bear your witness to them. And you will reap the rewards. You truly will and everyone else around you. It's all about self-love. And for those of you who are going through mental issues right now, doubting, thinking about committing suicide, let me ask you, all the things in your life, good or bad, did you give your absolute best to yourself before anyone else? That's my number one question. And if you haven't, no matter what has happened to you, no matter who has hurt you, no matter what circumstance you're living in, you and you alone are the one that can make the difference. I've been to third world countries where they have no hope. People are imprisoned just for looking a certain way or even saying one or two sentences the wrong way. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Here in the United States, we have so much opportunity and therapy is one of them. So if you have time, I want you to carefully think about the purpose in which you are going after therapy. Why you want to develop yourself. Why you want to better. And you're not all fucked up. You made some choices, so what? But learn to forgive yourself. One of the books that I read years ago and I talked about it was this uh, Forgive for Good. Let me get the title of it, the full title and I'll be able to tell you. Okay. Forgive for Good, A Proven Prescription for Health and Happiness by Dr. Fred Luskin. He's director and co-founder of the Stanford University of Forgiveness Project. And 
this book I've had for probably 20 years and I never fully read it, but I did start going to, as I went through therapy and I started working. And like I said, as I was journaling, I was working my stuff out. I was making a, a roadmap to getting better. And I, I started forgiving myself and coming to people with a lighter attitude, encouraging people. That's how I got the, the, I come up with the name of my station, Good Vibes of Jason B, a broad minds and more. Broad-minded thinking, coming from a good place. And that was so critical of my life, let me tell you. And when I finally got it, I've been progressing ever since. Now, I still got some definitely some things to work out. But if you are thinking about a therapist, you know, just understand they're not to instruct you what to do. They're there to go with you on this journey to help you figure it out. And that's the importance of therapy. Okay, we're going to take a little bit of a break and I'll be right back. And we're back again. So here we are. I kind of giving you the foundation of therapy and what my perception is. And here's what I want to kind of finish up this, this segment with, because I, I really feel like it's a deep issue and there's so much to talk about it. But if you are having struggles of keeping it together, I want you to think about before you do anything to yourself, you don't have to quit. You don't have to give up. You don't have to do anything bad to yourself. And if you do and you quit, when you die, yes, the pain stops, but you no longer exist. You're no longer serving a purpose. Your, your existence here on earth, there is a purpose in it. And you may not understand the full lengths of it. I don't even understand the full lengths of mine. But if you're doing something destructive, do something positive. There's plenty of resources here on the internet. There's plenty of people to talk to. There's 800 numbers. Take advantage of those. If you're fighting too much and you're not getting anywhere in your job with your family and you're losing constantly... I highly encourage you, highly encourage you to seek help, but be willing. Don't put up roadblocks. Don't put up mental blocks. Don't, don't blame or point a finger at not one damn person or thing. Start taking accountability for you. Well, that's all the time I have this morning on Good Vibes at Jason B. I hope you all have a great day ahead. And if you've liked this episode, feel free to reach out to me with at goodvibesjasonb at gmail.com. You can email me there. If you're here on Anchor, feel free to give me a call in, add your thoughts. If this episode has been impactful, there is an icon. Um, when you click on I, uh, the Anchor app and you're in this episode, there's like a little box square and it's or a little plus that says you can share share this episode. I really think it will help a lot of people in my experience with it. If you're on Apple iTunes, you can copy the URL or whatever other platform you're using, copy the URL, share it on your Facebook, your Instagram, or whatever social media means or to people as somebody, this might help. 
Just remember, we're all human beings and we all have struggles and every struggle is temporary. Well, thank you for listening and have a phenomenal day, everybody. Take care. Good morning, Jason. This is your girl, Tamika Tanel. Hey, I just wanted to call in and chime in and say this great episode. Um, as I was listening, it made me think about the African-American community and how now, only now, uh, you hear people saying that they're um, going to a therapist or that they are, we call them be cool meds, <laughs> are taking medicine for like anxiety and things of that nature. Because for so long, that was just like taboo in the African-American community. So again, um, it just goes to show how things have changed, how we are constantly evolving as a people and how we're now understanding just how important mental health is. I think we have a long way to go, but I do think that we're we're moving in the right direction. Again, great post um, episode. Talk to you soon. Bye.